Hey, welcome. It's Luke, and uh, we're here again. So I just have to warn you, this is my my first day back. Well, back to the office, I guess, uh, since I've had COVID. So we'll see if I can get through this without hacking too much. But uh, I want to talk today about uh, something that was brought up a while ago, a few weeks ago. Uh, I shared a post from the Lidyard Foundation, and uh, it was uh, regarding, you know, Kipchoge, and basically the, I was talking about him, but I was showing some old training logs, and, you know, really just the difference in, you know, like workout paces versus easy paces, and, you know, something we talked about a lot before, like how how different those have to be, your easy days have to be, you know, easy compared to what your hard days are, right, and I don't think that's uh, earth-shattering for anybody here, um, but it brought around a, a good question and uh, I'd kind of hinted at this as well, you know, cause somebody said basically like, well, what do you think about slower runners? Uh, do they need a, you know, do, do they need to be at two minutes slower than their, their marathon pace? Um, and I kind of hinted before then that probably not, um, just because of, uh, where they're at with things. And, uh, I, I had promised that I was going to, uh, expand upon that. So I will, I will expand upon that. Um, uh, but before I do, I want to just bring up a couple things. Uh, well, one thing really, but, uh, um, we do have, you know, we've had the Facebook membership or Facebook group for, for free forever. Um, it's been around a long time. Uh, but we do have options for you that offer you a little bit more. And I know a lot of times people just think that we are individual coaching, but we do the custom schedules, we do training plans, all kinds of stuff. But uh, we do offer two memberships to our, our new site. Um, and if you haven't been there, check it out. You can actually make a free account. Um, we have an app for it. It's our own community. Um, it's growing. Uh, it's becoming more and more active. We haven't really promoted it too much. Um, and I guess so now I, I am. Uh, and... Uh, but there's two two paid memberships there. One is the Run Club Lite. Uh, this gives you access to premium courses. So right now we have the Marathon Mastery course, which I've added a ton of lessons to. Uh, you have access to the coaches. So Melissa, Nikki, myself, uh, Mike, Josh, uh, you know, all in their are experts in their own fields. Um, but you have you have access to really get more in-depth conversation with with those coaches without really paying to have somebody looking over your shoulder all the time. Um, you also get the, uh, it also supports the work we're doing here. So the Running Club Lights, 50 bucks a year. So you get access to the training courses. I have a whole list of courses I want to add to this, to this uh, site as well. But right now the focus has been wrapping up the Marathon Mastery course. Um, but you get, and then you also have the community where I post stuff that I don't necessarily post in the Facebook group. So yesterday I just posted a, an article from Outside Magazine and I posted my personal thoughts on it. So, so things like that. But like I said, 50 bucks a year, you get access to it. Um, and a lot of that just really supports us being able to be more coaching, right? Um, ask, answer questions, do things like this podcast, stuff like that. And that would be a great help. Um, if, if you want to consider helping us out and supporting us and what we do and you, and you get value from what we're offering, um, it's a great option to, to, to do that. Uh, the second one is the run club, which has been around a while too. Um, and 
uh, Ian's been around a few years. So, uh, but you get access to the Run Club Light, plus you get access to every single training plan that we have, right? So it's, I think it's, gosh, I think we're close to 300 different training plans right now. Uh, 5K, base building, 10K, uh, half marathon, marathon. We have Boston specific plans. We have ultra plans in there. We have strength training plans in there, and Coach Nikki's actually redone completely the first two levels of the Strength for Runners program. So you have um, you actually have follow along videos in there now instead of the old PDFs with the videos that would only work half the time. But now you have a full length workout video, um, and then of course being in the Run Club, you have access to asking her the questions about the strength training stuff like that. So um, so lots of options out there. That's twenty five bucks a month or $250 for the year. So I know a lot of people like that long-term. You save, you save 50 bucks, you basically get 12 months for 10 months of pricing on that. Um, so Run Club Light, again, is 50 bucks a year. Run Club is uh, 250 bucks a year or 25 bucks a month. So uh, if that interests you, please head on over to lukehumphreyrunning.com slash membership, and you will see all the options there. And I would go to that anyway if you wanted to create a free account and just check it out for a little bit. But, uh, oh, and the other thing is too, you do get two weeks, uh, free trial, no questions asked, just cancel your membership if you don't like it. Um, all right. With that, I want to talk about easy runs for the slower marathoner. Okay. So you get that old adage of if, uh, easy days are easy, hard days are hard. And we could see that in the case of the majority of elite athletes or even competitive-based athletes, when you look at their training, this, this makes sense, right? It's not a it's not a far stretch that you can't run 445 to 520 pace every single day, right? It's not a hard not hard to assume that that this is impossible. So, uh, but the big question is 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 those times slowed down? Uh, does that hold true for the marathon paces that are 10 minute miles? Uh, what about nine minute miles? What's 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 the does it make sense to run eleven to twelve minute pace per per mile for easy runs? So my intuition says that it might not make sense to force a person to air quotes run that slow. And I really draw back to a set of past experiences when I was doing VO2 max testing. So I used to perform VO2 testing on runners that included a, a graded exercise test. Basically, you would make them start out super slow and then you would take them through the paces until they couldn't go anymore. So it sounds like a lot of fun, right? So um, strapped into a metabolic mask. Uh, I'd always make the protocol based on what a person's race times were. So uh, it would be di a little different for everybody, but the point was you'd go really slow to really fast, right? And so when we started the athletes, we'd see the same thing every time. Their heart rate would just kind of shoot up and their stride would be awkward. So you could tell that they were forcing themselves to run slow. It looked almost like a shuffle and a cross between a, a walk and a run, right? And so, um, you know, you could basically tell that their running economy was not very good, right? And so it was a lot of work to run that slow. But after a, a couple of stages, their stride would smooth out, their heart rate would come back down. And then from there, things would look more textbook. You know, every time we increase the intensity of the, of the test, heart rate would, would increase. Uh, so from there, 
everything, everything was fine. So you might be asking yourself what the relevancy of all this is and what can we take away from this? Uh, the main thing is that, that I take away is that um, there's a point where moving too slow is actually harder work than just running what your natural pace is. And so if we take a person who naturally runs you know, 10 minute miles and forces them to run 12 minute miles, then it's less economical. It may be more detrimental, it may actually cause injury and it might not allow them to run as far as they normally would because it's actually forcing them to work harder. And so my experience has been that the people most affected are the ones trying to run that four plus hour marathon. So anywhere from four to you know five plus hours. Um, like I said, once you start approaching 10 minute miles and above, the lines definitely become blurred. And with that, there are a couple of things that you can observe in your own form in your training data that will help you determine if you are running too slow. The first is that if your form becomes a shuffle, right? That's gotta be the most obvious, right? Your, stri your stride actually might actually go up and your stride length actually would drop, would drastically drop, excuse me. So, um, you know, it's, it's that, well, that classic shuffle, right? And you can't decide if you're walking or, or running. Um, might not be to that extreme, but you're definitely gonna notice a, a big shift, you know? Like, so for instance, like when you, when you go from like marathon pace to maybe 10K pace, you might not really see a big difference in your stride rate, right? It's just your, you know, stride length might increase a little bit, but then your um, stride rate actually comes down. Usually the other way around, the stride length is going to increase and your stride rate, stride rate is going to increase a little bit too, but it's not a huge difference, right? So if you're at 180 steps per minute, it might only be 185 to 190 steps per minute. So if you see a big drop or a big increase, you know, something like 20 steps per minute, then, you know, something's probably right. Or you're seeing a drastic change in, in your stride length. So the second thing would be your heart rate or effort. So in combination with that, really, like if you see big changes in your form, but you're also seeing big changes in heart rate or perceived effort, but you're running slower and that doesn't make sense. It should make sense, right? Um, then, then that might be, your effort might be well, way too high. So what I would suggest if you are in this position, just open up your stride a little bit. Uh, and if you do and everything settles down, you're probably at your natural pace. So think about what I said about the testing. Like once a person found their natural stride, everything dropped way down. I mean, it, it was very significant. I would show you some of the data, but you basically see the skyrocket up, big hump, and then it would, is, is the stride, is the stages increased a little bit you drop, 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 and then you kind of bottom out and then it would take off again as it as they went from being natural to then moving in from a natural easy pace to like marathon pace and beyond. You'd see that in those natural increases. But before we get ahead of ourselves, I wanna I wanna address this too because people are already, I can tell people are already gonna be asking this question. And it kind of came up a little bit where something was saying that, you know, I was running 830 pace or something for their easy runs and it just was way too slow. I would say, don't use this as an excuse to run your easy days harder because, oh, it's my natural pace, coach. Um, I will say, okay, if you truly feel like it's not your true easy pace, fine, give it a try, right? Try it out for a week or two. But if your workouts start suffering because your easy runs are now too hard, uh, then you're just running your easy days too hard, right? You need to find a way to back it off. And what I notice a lot of times too is that's with, lower mileage where you're a little bit more fresher 
and uh, it's easier to push those easy paces and feel good. But if those easy paces, you still thinking like, oh, it's too easy, but now you're running 40, 50 plus miles a week and everything's starting to suffer, back those easy paces back down. It's, that's not your problem, okay? Um, true, this truly does, to me, happen more for like the four plus hour range folks out there. Um, but for the and for those people, we can say that for the most part, your regular everyday running pace is probably going to be pretty close to your race pace, right? Our primary concern isn't going to be speed per se. It's just really going to be able to cover the whole distance, right? Um, and so your priorities are going to be different than a sub three hour runner. Do you need, do you necessarily need, um, you know, to run 50 miles a week and make sure you're doing a tempo run and a strength run, all that stuff during your week? Maybe, maybe, maybe not. I still say keep it if you're following one of the plans because it's teaching you how to train, but where you're getting the most benefit is just building that general endurance. All right. And so I think a lot of times too, what you'll see is, is, uh, once those runners are more consistent with their training and they train consistently for 30, 40 miles a week and they put weeks and months of it together, then they become more fit than they thought they were and their abilities are, are, are more than what they thought they were as well. So, so especially to say like the four and a half to five hour marathon or where they just have never really trained before. Now we're teaching them how to train their fitness levels, the level they've never been at. Now that's that five hour marathon is more just like a, it's kind of a comfort thing than anything, right? They could probably run faster, but we're not sure yet. Right. And so it's, we're just picked something where we know we can, if we, if we make it to the starting line, we can probably do it. Right. And so that's, so there's more to it going into than that. But, um, but for the most part, from a physiological standpoint, we know that they can, they can do it. So it's just a matter of covering the ground. But we get them to train more consistently. We, we teach them how to train. And then that four and a half to five hour marathon can easily be a four, sub four marathon or so. Uh, it just might not naturally be where you're at anymore. And so you're more fit. Um, but again, those are the, these are the two things I would really look at is pay attention to how your form is. If you feel like you're forcing it, it's, it's, a, it's a drastically altered stride. To, to force yourself into that slower pace. It doesn't feel comfortable at all. And then you see the heart rate data. Um, just take a look at it. Take a look at your Garmin data after a run and check it out over a series of runs and see what happens. And then try opening it up a little bit. And if it's more natural and your effort's actually less and your heart rate's less, you're probably, in the, you're probably where you need to be in that natural pace. Um, but uh, yeah, those are just some things to think about. And so overall, I would say like if you are in that range where you're, you're, the, the calculator is telling you to run 12 plus minute miles for your easy days and your body's like, I might as well just be walking. Um, yeah, open it up a little bit and just see what happens. Pay attention to how you feel, what the data says, and, uh, and go from there. Uh, but it's just some things to think about. And uh, I don't think you'd be hurting yourself at all probably actually improving your endurance and uh, reducing that injury risk a little bit. So just some things to think about. Keep plugging away. Uh, and uh, don't forget, go ahead over to LukeHumphreyRunning.com slash membership. Check all that stuff out too. All right, guys, I will talk to you later. Have a great week. Bye-bye.